in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Pitt beat West Virginia 38-31 thanks to a pick six in the final five minutes of that game. Did you see Pittsburgh celebrate on the sideline with a mini basketball hoop? I am seeing it right now. I'm I, seeing it right now. I don't know that I would put it above the slot machine for UNLV. No, I would not. I very much enjoy the player dunking the football into yes. the mini hoop and the rest of the team jumping with him yes. as he dunks it. It's a very good celebration. I that like it's a, it's top five. It's not sideline celebration. The, it's not the. Um, slot machine. Yeah, it, it does seem more fun if you are the one who had the big play. Like, I'd rather dunk a football into a basketball hoop than pull a slot machine right. lever. But as far as like... He even posed on the yeah. way up. Oh, I yeah. love that. It's great. It's phenomenal. And you know what I just randomly had a fear of? Like, next offseason, the NCAA is going to ban this stuff. Oh, God. Yeah. You know they are. Yeah. Like, next offseason, they're going to be like, these no kids fun. Don't have any fun. too much fun. Now they're getting paid. They should act like they're professionals. <laughs> it's gonna happen. We all know it's gonna happen. They just did the um they just did it to baseball, college baseball. Players can't there's no props allowed right, right. At, to celebrate because I mean major leaguers do it, whether it's like a jacket or a hat or something or a chain after a home run. There's no props allowed outside of the dugout in college baseball. So they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna be like, listen, on the sideline. There will be no slot machines, which is one of the dumbest things the NSA would ever say. Surprised they let it go more than a year. It's not a slot machine. Slot machines, you can lose that. <laughs> that's right. It is rigged to pop up <laughs> yes. a winning thing. Like, that's time. not even gambling at that point. <laughs> Trust me. I know. Next question. Notre Dame plays Ohio State on Saturday. Top five matchup to open the season. But as we've learned, uh, more than a two-touchdown favorite. Uh, is Ohio State. Loser of this game. Are they out of the playoff picture? I don't think so, because I think they'd always get the benefit of the doubt in the end, especially Notre Dame. But I don't think Notre Dame... I think Notre Dame's losing. As it says, they still have to play Clemson and USC. I'm putting Notre Dame out right now. I just don't think they can be that good. <laughs> they don't even have to play the game. Well, they don't even have to play the game. They're out right now. Uh, Ohio State, though, is really, really good. And I could see Ohio State losing if they did, if they did lose this game. And just running the table. Yeah, one loss Big Ten champ Yeah, is probably 99% of the time one loss right. Big Ten champ is going to be in. So And usually a one loss Notre Dame team would get would, all kind of consideration, shall we yes, say. Yes, they would be in the conversation. It would depend yes. a lot on what the power conference champions records were. Right. Because I do think if you if all had one losses, SEC, Big Ten, ACC, and the Big 12 would all get a one-loss champion in over a one-loss Notre Dame. That would be the reasoning they'd come out with. Right. Um, but if, you know, the Big 12 champ has the two ACC losses. The ACC has two losses, yeah. then Notre Dame could very well get right. in with one the loss. The other potential issue for Notre Dame, their schedule isn't that good this year. USC might not be that good, and they're the third-best team on their schedule. So, like, if they lose to Ohio State, the only other real quality win they have a chance for is Clemson. Right. And 
I mean, Clemson might even fall off. I mean, they had fallen off the last couple of years, but Clemson might not even tr be a true contender at the end of the day. So there's a chance that Notre Dame plays a full independent schedule and this could be the only true playoff level team they play. Clemson will probably be there, but there's a chance that this is it. And, you know, if Clemson is ranked 12th at the end of the year and USC's out of the rankings, then, then Notre Dame might have a single quality right. win the entire right. year, which again, one loss Notre Dame still has a shot, but that would really hurt them because their schedule is not too difficult. Man, you know, that's a great question. Game three of the WNBA semifinals are on Sunday. There's a full three days off between lot of rest. game two and three lot of, rest. of the WNBA semis. Yeah. Three full days off. And here's the interesting part. They're going to take one day off and then play game four in Seattle. And then they're going to take one day off and play game five back in Vegas. So they got three days to travel from Vegas to so Seattle. So wait, they'd go, if it went five, they'd go Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday? Correct. I think the finals start Sunday. Which is the dumbest thing which, I've ever to seen to go against life. the NFL right. is completely stupid. Unbelievable. The game one of the WNBA finals is, is against the NFL. First Sunday of the NFL right. season. Just wait a day. Just at least, oh, absolutely. at least put it against the one Monday night football right. game or something like that. And by the way, game five of the semis is going up against the NFL opener on Thursday night, which granted, not as big of a deal. It's no. one game, but still like the biggest WNBA games are going to be going head to head with the NFL. And it feels like they could change. That. I don't know. Maybe it's arena availability. That's the issue here, but it definitely feels like a but very strange still, scheduling game. One of a finals to go against. I mean, right. Michelob ultra has something on Monday and, but not <laughs> right. Sunday. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not their arena, their arena uh, host there, but, I just to put your game one in WNBA finals against the NFL because if no one will yeah, we watch if the aces are in it I'd love to go to it but I won't no, be, of course not I'll be at home yelling at my fantasy football right. team or something like that uh, but yeah I, fantasy's back I won't yeah I I'm am I even gonna go if they have a game five in the semis am I gonna go or am I gonna sit home and watch Buffalo against the Rams yeah. I guess the oh Buffalo yeah I'll watch Buffalo against the Rams but the Jacksonville. Would you watch Jacksonville over a playoff game? To get in the car and drive there? If it was week one Jacksonville, okay, I need to I do my fantasy draft next week. What Jags players do I have on my team? ETN. ETN? Yeah, That's I, about it. If I have ETN, I'm, I'm watching the Jags. Okay. <laughs> hey, guess who I do have on my team? ETN. ETN. <laughs> He's my super flex. I'm out. Christian Pulisic did not leave Chelsea. The transfer window in European soccer closed yesterday. So the United States best player, maybe, uh, is going to stay at Chelsea. He's His role there is basically a substitute after about the 70th minute or later. He'll likely start occasionally. They'll play some uh, European games that he might get in. Uh, but basically, Christian Pulisic... Not a guaranteed starter for Chelsea leading into the World Cup. Surprising that he didn't leave. Maybe I think if you're is that this is the interesting part in soccer where you don't have trades. It's you just sell players to other teams. Right. But more like we talk about the NBA and players having power in soccer, they have it a lot more. If a player goes to their current team and is like, "I want to go to this other team." They often oblige. They often will be like, okay, we'll sell you. I mean, as long as the other team's going to give them a reasonable price, they'll be like, okay, we will sell you. 
Uh, didn't happen for Chelsea. Doesn't happen all the time either. Didn't happen for Pulisic and Chelsea here. If I was Chelsea, I would have kept the guy, right? I don't care that you're coming off the bench. You're pretty good to be coming off the bench. So I want you to be on our team and come off the bench. But maybe surprise Pulisic didn't push it more and say, I definitely want to get out and play somewhere. But maybe he wasn't that adamant about getting out and playing. Because it's not like he's completely out of the playing time rotation. He plays. No, he plays. He's going to get some start, too. And he comes off the bench regularly. So he still plays. He's just not in the starting 11 if Chelsea is fully healthy. Another example of an American not knowing how the European system works. (laughs) Which, by the way... um, for either of you two or anybody listening, if you want to get into a Premier League team, you should choose Leeds United. Uh, they have an American manager, and he calls the sport soccer, which is terrific because it annoys everybody over there. Uh, but also two of their best players are two of the United States' best players, Brendan Aronson and Tyler Adams. World Cup guys. Yes. So Leeds United has is a very uh. fun American team to watch. And uh, NBC, who has the rights to Premier League, right. uh, they have already bumped a Manchester City game from Holy. USA Network to put Leeds United on. Oh, my God. For this US. reason. Yeah, because it's a Team America in England. It's great. I, I'm sorry. Like, man, they bumped a Man City game? I mean, they're all on Peacock, but yeah, it's great. Big fan of it. That's crafty wording right there. I give huh? it credit. Alex Rodriguez might not have enough money to be an owner of the Timberwolves. Uh, there's a story in the New York Post. Story. So A-Rod and this Mark Lore guy were supposed to be 50-50 partners on buying the Timberwolves. I guess A-Rod kind of missed a payment at one point, and Mark Lore had to kind of find Cover. the difference. And A-Rod is supposed to make a payment by the end of this year. According to this story, A-Rod is scrambling to raise his half in addition to the cash he needs for the down payment. Three sources confirmed. Apparently, his breakup with Jennifer Lopez means he has less money and maybe not have enough to buy the Timberwolves. <laughs> so he was borrowing from her? I guess. It was actually should have been uh, Jennifer Lopez was the part owner of the Timberwolves. She'd have more money. Not so Alex Rodriguez. Ben Affleck's going to own the Timberwolves? Apparently. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 okay, we have no more jokes. Got it. What do you think? All right. I thought, uh, I thought we were going to have more. The regular season for the NFL starts a week from, well, for all the two teams, a week from Sunday. You think Mike Tomlin knows who his quarterback is yet? I think he knows. I don't know if Mr. Trubisky or Kenny Pickett know. He hasn't told the quarterbacks either? Right. That'd He's, be great. He, it's, uh, it's or. Um, On the depth chart, it's or. What benefit would the Steelers have in starting Trubisky? None. He might as well start Kenny uh, Pickett. How bad's their offensive line? It's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that's why. Okay. So, yeah, you might as well start picking. Might as well start picking. I just, I can't think of, like, the only thing I can think of is that the Steelers think they're a playoff team and a rookie quarterback. They surprisingly were last year. Right. And a rookie quarterback could ruin it. Like, I think the only reason to me I can think of is hey, Kenny Pickett could suck and ruin our chances of getting into the playoffs at nine and eight. Okay. But as we've said multiple times, Big Ben sucked last right. year, and they didn't. Tomlin seem to... always gets in the playoffs. So that's the only... third string. Tom- Tomlin the... might be the only coach in the NFL that I'm like that dude is legitimately worth a first round pick. I would trade him, trade a first round pick for that guy. The that's the only logic I can come up with. Otherwise, uh, you start Kenny Pickett, and because it's again, it's Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph their third. Uh, still, did he make the roster? They wanted to trade him. Fifty three. 
I don't know if he made the 53. Surely they didn't bring Mason Rudolph along. Well, Surely they didn't someone's got to piss off the Browns. That'd be stupid. Everybody's pissed. Every, well, everybody's pissed at the Browns. What are the Browns mad at? Well, the last time it, it, when it involved Mason Rudolph, it involved a slur. So. That happened, too. Is it bad I've uh, protected Deshaun Watson in the last two years of my dynasty league? No. No, no, because the bad. Houston Texans also protected him <laughs> against uh, certain charges, so it all worked out. Yeah, I had him on my roster last year, too, in a keeper yeah. league, so don't feel bad about so, it. So, yeah, you're both bad people. Yeah, we are. It's, listen, they're eligible to be picked up. Why would I let somebody else to do that? Yeah, great question. Yeah, again, great question. All right, we haven't gotten to this, but it's very relevant compared to uh, UNLV football. Michigan oh, is God. going to start... A different quarterback in game one and in game two. Cade McNamara is going to start game one against Colorado State. J.J. McCarthy is going to start game two against Hawaii. Because Harbaugh has not decided which quarterback is going to be a starting quarterback. So he's going to give them two regular season games to basically earn the job. What is he doing? He's an idiot. Well, he calls this a biblical decision. He all, Yes, he did call it biblical. Ooh, I, do I have that sound? He said he referenced the Bible and Solomon when explaining his decision. I do. I do have that sound. You guys want to hear him yes. say? Yes. All right. We've named the starting quarterback. Uh, Cade McNamara will start the first game. J.J. McCarthy will start the second. And some people have asked, you know, was that, you know, what, how'd you come to that decision? And, you know, was it based on some kind of uh, NFL model? No, it's, I mean, it's really it's based Based biblical, you know, Solomon, he was known for to being a pretty, pretty wise person. I don't know anything about Solomon to know if that makes okay, any sense. So if I recall, and this is all from like one summer camp that turned out to be religious. Was he the one that said, then we'll cut the baby in half? No. You go to church. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, looking. Go, I'm I looking at you. <laughs> I'm looking at you. But no, they they two women say that the the baby is theirs, and he goes, "Okay, cool. We'll cut the we'll cut the baby in half, and each of you will get half." And then the true mother goes, "No, I'd rather." Solomon announced that the child should be cut in two, so that yes. each mother should have half. The real mother, unable to bear the son, being killed immediately, offered it to the other woman to save the child's life, whereas the other agreed to the proposal. Yeah, that's straight from it, and that is not at all. A good example of... No. <laughs> no. So Harbaugh's cutting a baby in half is what I've learned here today. I guess the two quarterbacks. So so doesn't that mean one of the quarterbacks has to say, no, no, let the other one start both games? Or yes, their moms. That's... that's... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I... who has a better defensive line? <laughs> Hawaii or uh, Colorado State? Not Hawaii's bad. Hawaii's Hawaii. Bad, okay. bad. All right. All right. If, yeah. I'm, if I'm the guy, also why is Michigan to... playing Colorado State and Hawaii? Mountain West schedule. They know where they know where it's at. I, if I'm JJ McCarthy, I'm like, look, Cade, you get the first one. Yeah, that's Don't right. Worry about it. Hawaii's coming in the second week. I'll take Hawaii any day. I okay. He he can he um, got a sidetrack with the whole biblical Solomon mm-hmm. thing there. What did he mean when he say some people are like is this an NFL model? Yeah, who's, what the hell was that? Uh, was that? Preseason? What was he talking about? <laughs> no, the the only time I've ever seen a two quarterback system is in college, and it was when Northwestern used to trot out Trevor Simeon to throw deep. Yeah, 
And like, it was like, all right, Trevor, go back to the bench. Uh, we're going to go back to running the triple option. Is there an NFL team we don't know about that's going to start a quarterback in week one and then in, and plan ahead of time to start a different guy? Not to guy plan in week ahead. Two? I mean, not, not plan ahead. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some NFL teams that week two, you're good. The quarterback's going to be real different. Also, what happens if Cade McNamara throws for like 500 yards against Colorado State? Well, are they really going to sit him down and say, I, yeah, I think when you there. come out and say, and especially since it's Hawaii. <laughs> I mean, I think he'll well, do this no matter what. I assume he'll name a starter after these two games. Oh no! Keep oh, going. I like the whole year. I like JJ McCarthy's we, chances. Keep going the whole year. Alternate. We we need to go to break, but this is also the guy that whenever he had the chance to get Peyton Manning, the year Peyton Manning threw for fifty touchdowns, he spent the entire time while Peyton Manning was working out making fun <laughs> of Peyton Manning, be going, "You don't throw very hard." Peyton probably liked that though. No, he complained. Like that was the reason he didn't sign with the 49ers. Peyton now would like that. Oh, okay. Peyton now would be a big fan of getting made fun of. All right, coming up next, Donovan Mitchell is a Cavalier. Cleveland Cavaliers have to just pray that the Warriors turn the ball over a lot, decide not to play really good defense, and shoot the ball poorly. Then they have a chance to make the You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. The Cavaliers traded for Donovan Mitchell. They got in return three unprotected first round picks, two first round pick swaps. Lori Markinen, Ochai Abagji, and Colin Sexton. Sexton uh, signed a four year extension in the sign and trade as a part of this deal. So, first off, why did I watch this yesterday when it came across? Said, man, that's a lot. You thought so? Isn't Abaji also a first round pick? Uh, was he? I, uh, I think he's a first round. Yeah, pick. I think so. Yeah, they took him out of Kansas as a first yeah. round pick. So I just I, that was my first reaction. Like when we were sitting at the Raiders yesterday, and someone Adam yelled out or said what the trade was and said all the assets, and like three people right away said, "Man, that's a lot." Why? Why? I don't. Why would Adam Hill have been my first guest to who at Raiders media would have just yelled to everybody else? Donovan Mitchell traded. I I yelled is a strong word. Well, I mean, I think that's his job. Ed brings the donuts uh, (laughs) and Adam informs people that, you know, random other news is happening. Uh, I didn't think it was that really Uh, three first round picks unprotected uh, two pick swaps so they can. Trade with right. Cleveland if Cleveland is picking higher than Utah in the future. Lori Markin and Ochai Abagji, Colin Sexton, um, three. I mean, we haven't seen Ochai play in the NBA uh, yet, but should be three. You know, solid NBA players. Um, I don't know. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was a massive overpay. Um, well, did you see the the Knicks stuff? Right. No. So I'm guessing a lot of what, this the was, Knicks wanted to trade for Donovan so Mitchell. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of this was leaked from the Knicks, but of there what were, they were offering. There were a couple reports about the Knicks um, had offered three unprotected first round picks, two pick swaps, and multiple players, including R.J. Barrett, who most people consider right. better than Colin Sexton. And it was I, I, I'm believing it was the Knicks leaking that information to be like, hey, don't get mad at us. We offered. Right. We offered a better deal. Right. And the Jazz said, no. Now, it's about, to me, they were about the same deal, right? There wasn't like one that was significantly better. Like you get RJ Barrett instead of Colin Sexton. But if you're the Jazz, you're going to suck anyway. So 
you don't really care if you get R.J. Barrett or Colin well, Sexton. you're not going to suck in 12 years from now because you have a lot of first-round picks. 12 years. Because you have listen, a lot of first-round picks. The four straight Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City Thunder, Western Conference Finals in are going to be great are gonna be amazing. in 2034. Yeah. Going to be unbelievable. But how good do you think the Cavaliers are right now? Well, let's see. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and now they get Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I think in the you've got the teams listed here. Would they be as good as Brooklyn and Toronto? Because I don't think they're as good as Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, or Miami. I don't either. Um, I think you're looking at a team that is maybe pushing for the five seed this season. Um, and that's about it. Because that uh, those four players, Garland, Allen, Mobley, and now you put Donovan Mitchell in there. It's, it's a good four players. It's a fun, probably going to mm-hmm. be a fun four players. But if we're talking about winning the NBA title and we're talking about where do you stack up in the East, Boston's better, Milwaukee's better, Philadelphia's better, Miami's probably better. better. It wouldn't be that shocking to me if Cleveland was ahead of Miami. Brooklyn is interesting. If Brooklyn gets a full season of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and they're good, Brooklyn's probably better than Cleveland. Now, are they going to get a full season of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving? Probably not. Right. So they'll probably finish out of Brooklyn. And then Toronto, Toronto is, I mean, Cleveland's probably better than Toronto, but Toronto's still good. So I think they're pushing for a five seed this year. And then there's a chance maybe, maybe like Philly has a bad year. Or Joel Embiid gets or hurt Miami or something has a bad like year. that. Yeah. And they could jump up to four or they could fall. I mean, Cleveland could be in the play-in games, right? It wouldn't be that right. crazy to me if they're the seventh seed in the East and they're in a play-in game despite making this trade, which is part of what sucks about the NBA is that the Cleveland Cavaliers went out and made a massive trade. One of the biggest trades they've made in whatever, two-plus decades. And it might not mean anything to winning right. the NBA title. Like, that's part of what sucks in the NBA is you should be excited about that, but it kind of is like, ah, Boston's better, Milwaukee's better, so you don't really have a Philly's shot to probably go better. East. Yeah. You don't have much of a shot to get out of the East. Um, on the Utah side, <laughs> they traded Rudy Gobert for four first-round picks. Uh, they traded Donovan Mitchell for three first-round picks. Plus, they got two guys that were drafted in the first round of this most recent draft. They've got three total pick swaps. Are they going to be good at some point in the future? Well, we or... just said it. 10, 12 years from now, with all these draft picks? Play, much, like mean, the Thunder, much like the Thunder? Philadelphia. That's that's not the only process I can a think new, of. A new process? Well, so here's the thing. If you're Utah, you're not landing a star in free agency. So basically no. what the Jazz, what their plan has to be is you've got all these first-round picks. You have to land your Giannis, your Luka, right? You've got to, right. You've got to land that level of superstar. And then once you do... You have to use all those picks to surround him with good players, whether it means you've drafted other good players or whether it means you're trading those picks to go land the best role players you can put around him, the number two, the number three players to put around him. So the real question is, over the next however many years, five, six years, does Utah land Giannis, Luka type player? If they do, well, Utah's going to have a shot at winning a title. They if they land, don't, they could land the kid this year that everyone says is the Webinyama. Next, next coming. The guy who's somehow taller and skinnier than Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren. Yeah. <laughs> and better, probably. He's like probably if, better. If they land him and that guy is a superstar, awesome. then 
the Jazz are going to be really good at some point because they can use all those picks to surround them with good players. If it takes them five years to land that level of player, they might be out of good enough picks to surround right. them and eh, might not be good enough. So that's the interesting part when you're a Utah and you know you can't land a superstar in free agency. You've got to be able to find the guy in the draft, and then you've got to use all these picks you now have right. to surround him. All right, coming up next, Case Kiefer joins the show. I'm- Man, I was, a, I was a huge Sega Dreamcast fan. So I used to play uh, Crazy Taxi. And I used to play Tekken a lot. And uh, I can never pronounce this word, but it's uh, Capoeira. It's a Brazilian fighting style. Copa- yeah, for, thank you. Appreciate you. Um, uh, Eddie was my fi- my favorite uh, fighter on the game because he kind of takes like a breakdancing style, but then he'll hit you with a low sweeping kick and then he'll come with a, a roundhouse, you know, finisher. Personally, I've always been doing like martial arts for quite a while now. I think it's wonderful for your hips, wonderful for your core. If you guys don't want to just sit there and do a thousand crunches, go outside and just throw, you know, like 25 to 50 sidekicks your obliques are going to be on fire, you know, and it keeps, you know, the, the pelvic floor nice and keeps the spine decompressed. So that's my TED Talk. Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. Joining us now from the Las Vegas Sun is Case Kiefer. Case, are you signing up to go to Amir Abdullah's uh, workout regiment in the park throwing sidekicks? Uh, well, he might have me sold with that uh, mention of strengthening the pelvic floor. But no, no, <laughs> in reality, this is getting a little strange. I think the last time I was on with you guys, uh, played the clip of Amir Abdullah saying Birmingham was the third rainiest city in the uh, in the country when I came on. So I don't, am I just you guys as Amir Abdullah consultant yes. or what's going on? Yeah. I, well, he also get, apparently gives the best quotes on the team or is up there at the top of that list. Well, so. I think I think we all laughed when you looked out in the swarm of media and says, if you guys don't want to do a thousand crunches, <laughs> a guy like that, yeah. Okay. Not all right. Could the entire combined media <laughs> at that press conference do a thousand crunches? Combined? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, maybe my answer is going to be different than Ed, but I mean, we have some ringers in there, at least yesterday, if you look, so there were some guys that could uh, definitely carry the weight for us. So I got, I actually have an easy over, but I agree with Ed as well, that if you look out at the hole, that was about a uh, 10% that looks like uh, have any chance of ever doing a thousand crunches in a day. Wait, who, who are the ringers? What Ed's always telling me, Sam Gordon's the ringer. Can Sam Gordon do like 300 crunches? I uh, well, I was thinking sitting right in front of Amir Abdullah was Levi from Raiders.com. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he could do yeah. some crunches. And yeah. Willie was there yesterday. I'm sure he's uh, I'm sure he's good for a few. Um, so I, I think we might. I think we might have been okay, actually. Ryan, the Beast Rider, he's like a oh, workout kid. Exactly, he's a workout kid. A thousand crunches. I'm still taking the under. How many people were there? Ten? Twenty? No, yeah. not twenty. Uh, yeah, maybe fifteen. Something I'm, like that. I'm taking the under. You got you got me. I mean, it, three it, people's. So they're they're saying, all going to have to do like two. So you're saying each. like, I drop and do as many as I can. Case drops. Right, as exactly. Many as I can. Yeah, yeah. Can, Ryan can drops the as entire as can. media get to a thousand? Case, I got a shade to the other. <laughs> no, yeah, you guys are firing me up now. I, I will. I'm just too competitive. I'm hearing this, and I'm saying I can do a thousand right now. If, if, you, if, you, if you make it, if you make the bet strong enough, now I'm fired up. I mean, I'm not challenging Willie or Levi or the Beast, but I, I think I could do it. A thousand crunches from Case Kiefer. How long would it take you, Case? Do you need 24 hours? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I definitely would need. Maybe not 24 hours, but I, I, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, cut it in half. I think I could do it in 12. At okay. least. I'm going to need right. to take some breaks, and I'm not going to be feeling so great afterwards. He's but. always putting the number out there. 
What is okay? Hold on, case. What's a worse punishment if you lose a fantasy football league? Having to do a thousand crunches in twelve hours, or the whole go to a Denny's for twenty four hours, but every <laughs> pancake you eat shaves an hour off. Ooh, well, the, if you would have said Waffle House, I might have uh, dis- yeah! disagreed. I'm different because I'm a I'm from the South originally, and Waffle House is ingrained to me. One of my favorite places on the earth, which I know speaks poorly of me, but Denny's. Um, I think the Denny's punishment is worse. The the power rankings would be one Waffle House, two Crunches, three Denny's. <laughs> uh, you have uh, two thirds of the people in this room agreeing with you about everything you said about Waffle House. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who, I, I don't even want to know who the exception is. It's Ed. Uh, oh, I don't think Ed. I don't think Ed's it's ever California been. boy. Ed, have you been to a Waffle House? I've been one time in my life. Okay, and, and I you... didn't have a waffle. Well, oh, I mean. <laughs> You just get some cheesy eggs, and then after you're done, put your cigarette out. I think in I them. got like the, uh, you know, the normal uh, uh, couple over easy with some bacon and a waffle. That's the all star special. Yeah, you get- you- I might have, I might have had toast. Did you uh. at least get to see a fist fight? No, it was case. It was in I want to say Albuquerque. Have you been to that one? I have not. I've actually never been to Albuquerque. Oh. But if I'm ever there, I will be there. I'll out. be at Waffle House. <laughs> Didn't have a wall. What do you go to IHOP and order a hamburger? No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the Raiders have several uh, games in the South this year, so I'm going to have to uh, hold Ed hostage and bring yeah. him to the Waffle House. <laughs> one yes! Wait, you're not going to Jacksonville, right? No. Oh, come on, Ed. Come on. That's where you would see a fight at the yes, Waffle House. That is, <laughs> that's for sure. I've not been to Jacksonville Waffle House, but I imagine that is peak Waffle House experience. It's got to be the best. Uh, Case, who gave a better quote? Was it Amir Abdullah and his uh, workout regimen, or could be workout regimen, or Cleland Furl saying he's pepper, Max Crosby's salt, and Chandler Jones's Old Spice? <laughs> uh, that's that's a close one. I thought I thought they were both great. Maybe uh, I think I think the the delivery might have been a little better on Cleland's actually because he he kind of uh, put the the Crosby salt him pepper out there, and then he had a really good uh, punchline with the. Uh, <laughs> With Chandler Jones being old spice and chuckled, so that that one that one was hard to beat. Um, yeah, there were two uh, two really good guys to hear from yesterday. Yeah, that was good availability. I like that availability. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't always work out that way, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think Pearl's always kind of a thoughtful guy, and then uh, he's going to say a couple uh, funny things, and then Amir Abdullah now telling us he's going to have a fun fact every time he, he talks to us. So uh, we're two for two so far between the workout. I don't know if that counts as a fact, and. Uh, you know, his status on precipitation per year in uh, different markets of the United States. <laughs> All right, so as an accomplished former lineman, uh, they have not uh, done anything uh, in your eyes, I think, uh, on the offensive line. Uh, are you, if you were them, would you be concerned? Are you surprised they've done absolutely, it's seemingly nothing to get someone out there and bring someone in? I don't want to talk about practice squad players, but bring someone in to challenge on this line? Case, before you answer, you can yell at Ed again about you being better defensively than offensively. Uh, when you played, <laughs> well, I knew you're better defensively. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm dropping the fight. That was another thing uh, I, I said last time. But I'll, I'll accept my status as a as a good lineman as well. Um, I, to answer the question, though, I've been surprised every step of the way. I thought they'd do something in free agency. Um, I guess in the draft, they did address it the best they could with their diminished draft capital. Um, then I thought it'd be something early in training camp. Uh, maybe once we got to the end, I think the writing was just on the wall. They didn't have anyone else they really liked that they could help from from outside. Now, I do think it's kind of flipped now. By no means do I think this offensive line is uh, set in stone and you know even around the NFL average, but I, I don't necessarily think it's the total mess that people are making it out to be, and that might just be because I, I think I'm a little higher on Jermaine Illuminor than 
a lot of other people, even when they were rotating all these other guys through the, the Brandon Parker experiment, which I thought at times looked even worse than Alex Leatherwood. Of course, Leatherwood losing all his confidence. I really thought Illuminor was, was the best choice for that right tackle. Um, I, I think he's serviceable. It looks like he's gotten in, in better shape. It looks like he's in a really good position to uh, at least be able to hold the fort down for right now. And it seems like for me, from what I can tell, a lot of fans are down on Lester Cotton at right guard. I think that just goes back to him being a undrafted free agent. He had that rough game in Miami. But um, as a as a decorated former lineman, as you always call me, uh, if you look at just Cotton's footwork and, and in practice and um, – I think he's been super impressive. His quickness, uh, he was really good in the last preseason game. He did have an off, an off day, which worries you in Miami. But I, I think the right side, I actually might be a little bit higher on those people. I kind of trust that Lester Cotton and Jermaine Illuminor can give you at least average play over there. If you had been put on waivers, would the Chicago Bears have claimed you? Uh, well, that would have been my <laughs> my best bet, I guess. Aren't they claiming everyone? <laughs> uh it's possible. I don't. I don't know. Uh, yesterday, a debate at practice I was having with people. I don't think Ed got in. It was um, or along the same lines as how many snaps could I last on the offensive line without getting uh, majorly injured? And the uh, over under we ended up setting at four, which I think is about fair. Depends <laughs> if their passes and runs. I guess. Are you? I was going to say, are you cut blocking every time? Or <laughs> well, I, I was hoping it just be pass pass throw. You know, then I could just kind of backpedal and get in a. And then if it's like Max Crosby, eh, Garrett Stidham can take this one. I'll, I'll just let him go. But. Well, we were we were going over what positions we. I guess the definition was what position could you play for a few snaps and not get killed. The, which is why I picked free safety because I would just turn and run and like hope everyone in front of me made the play and not I didn't have to tackle anybody. Just backpedal. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I just backpedal and not say not do anything. Um, so I, what positions would you guys well, – Jared played. So what positions would you play and not get killed for three or four snaps? Three or four snaps. Uh, Well, okay, see, I played like wedge and edge rusher, so I probably would get killed immediately. <laughs> so where where can you hide me? <laughs> Tyler? I mean, free safety is a good answer. I think punter might be the best. Because oh. They, oh, yeah. It's a flag if they touch you, so – I, I think true. I might go punter. Long snapper. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Although, are you running? Are you then running down the field to make a tackle, or are you standing at the ball and not moving? I'm standing where I snap the ball, <laughs> and I will be like, I'm the safety on the play. I think oh, he ran past me. Technically, if you just keep your head down the whole time, they can't touch you. They got to wait for you to put your head up or something like that. So just stare at the ground for an entire play, and nobody can touch you. Can I just pretend I'm blind like that one long snapper? <laughs> uh, case? When do you think Darren Waller talks to the media? Uh, well, I mean, the locker room's going to be open next week, right? Oh, so I guess if, he, if he's around, uh, I, I think uh, it's looking like Tuesday. We'll see. Um, but I think that would be, uh, that would be the, the target date, and, and I know there's going to be a lot of people uh, camped out around his locker, a lot of people that will be wanting to hear from him. And you know, He's usually been a, a pretty uh, gracious guy. I think back-to-back winner of the Raiders' uh, Yes. Award. So yes. We'll, we'll see, but stay tuned for Tuesday. All right. I think Abdullah has the lead in the clubhouse for that this year. Uh, well, he is Case Kiefer from the Las Vegas Sun. Case, uh, we'll talk to you the next time Amir Abdullah says something fun. Thanks, Case. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, Darren, does he, he's going to talk Tuesday? You think he'll be there? Well, I mean, locker room being open doesn't mean they're at their locker room. Right. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, when do the Aces play? <laughs> Not Tuesday. No, okay. they do play. Uh, they do play Tuesday. Yeah, he's not going to be there. But in Seattle.
Yeah, he can. He'll, he'll be on a plane. plane. Man, what if he's not at practice Tuesday and then he's in Seattle with I Mark Davis? Oh. I don't think Drew Rosenhaus would approve of that. That'd be great. Yeah, Mark Davis has got to be in Seattle, right? Oh, I would think. Yeah, he's got to be there. Yeah, he better be there. What is he going to do at practice? Oh. I don't know. It's what is he going to do in Game One of the WNBA Finals? He's. You're either here. What? When does the? When, or you're in L.A. When does it start? Think well, it, they'd both be I, if it's I a Sunday game. A Sunday game in WNBA would be like the afternoon, like yeah. noon, and then the Raider game is what one fifteen, one o'clock. So we gave, that that's a big decision. We gave all that money to Elon Musk, and we still don't have some sort of uh, train <laughs> to LA, huh? Interesting. That's a big. It's almost decision. like we're idiots. What would you say? Ooh, what would I say? The WNBA Finals. Yeah. If I own a team and they're playing for a championship. The WNBA Finals. Yeah, that's where I. Would I be. think you're right. I think he will be in LA. Really? I don't really? think so. I. Think, you think he'd go to the Aces game? I. Think, I think you just said why. I think he's also he loves his new stadium, and he didn't th- didn't LA kind of screw him? <laughs> I think you're right. I I think you're the reason you said is, is what he'll they're do. Play, well, they're playing for a championship. Yeah, instead of I, the first game of a season. That's what I would do. Who's going to yell at him if he goes to the Aces instead of? I wouldn't. If he's going to a team that's going to try to win a championship. I, I don't think you last very long in the Raiders organization if you're yelling at Mark Davis. <laughs> They're not. But people are. I mean, we'll, we'll bring on Mark Ziegler. He'll be mad at him. Oh, Raiders guy. Yeah. Sure. Raiders fan. Raiders fans will be upset. Sure. Raiders fan. If they tune in and they're like, oh, Mark Davis isn't here. Oh, he's courtside at the Aces game. They'll be upset with that. Hey, he, like, you yeah. track. He can't track. He did it the last time where he uh, watched them beat Phoenix, and it was the Miami game? I don't remember. I think it, I yeah. think it was the Miami game. It was yeah. the Miami game. He's he need, keeping track. He needs to. There's little suites at the top of the Mandalay Bay Arena that have TVs. He just needs to not sit courtside, sit in the suite, and watch football and have, then watch the basketball have the football game. game on, and then you're good to go. No, you're the owner. You have someone bring a TV down. That next is to a your good seat. point. That is a good point. He sits next to the uh, announcers who have monitors there. Just say, "Hey, you don't get to watch the game." <clears throat> there we right. go. Turn it and put it on Fox or whatever channel right. the Raiders run. It'd be great. All right, coming up next, the Mets took two out of three from the Dodgers. Breaking ball popped up shallow center. Here comes Nimmo. He'll get there. Makes the catch. Put it in the box. The New York Mets have taken two out of three from the Los Angeles Dodgers. All of the sun, none of the fun on the Press Box Summer Edition. How you feeling, Ed? Dodgers lost two or three to the Mets. I like how Kershaw pitched. He went five innings, yeah. only gave up one. He had, yeah. what, three walks in the first inning yeah. of that game or something? But gave up Came one back. hit and one run. Uh, and their bullpen back. is really good, so... They don't allow four runs usually, so it was the Dodgers bullpen. Yeah, yeah, Dodgers a very much really of an outlier. Yes, yeah, so, what the bullpen did yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, so, so you're okay, fine. All right, they lost two or three. The good the games, all good games. Total score was ten to eight Mets over the course of three games. Are you? How convinced are you that that is the NLCS matchup? Mm, I'm not sure because the Braves are still out there. Yeah, I think the Braves good. are good. The unfortunate part for you is the Braves are going to play the Dodgers in the NLDS. While the Mets get like the Phillies or somebody stupid like that. That's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunate yes. for you. <laughs> exactly, because the Braves could win that I mean, series. Why do I still believe in the Cardinals? Am I just an idiot? I mean, you can believe in them, but they're clearly the fourth best team at best in the NL. 
Yeah, but it's baseball. I no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But like, you're not gonna go in saying, "Oh yeah, the Cardinals are better than the Dodgers." Or no, the no, Mets or the no, Braves. not at all. But I think they're gonna win. I think they're going to the World Series. Nah, Yadier Molina's not any good. No, he's never been good. Yeah. I hate him. He's been a competent hitting catcher for the majority of his career, but he's a train wreck this year. I think he's having one of the worst offensive okay. seasons he's ever had. Have you ever seen that thing on Twitter where somebody will ask a Cardinals fan, would you trade Yadier Molina for uh, Mike Trout? And the person normally goes, no, no way. <laughs> and it's just like, God, Cardinals fans are idiots. So the Padres are third right now. Phillies only have a half game, half game lead on the uh, on them in the wild card as the second place team. And the Braves are obviously going to be the first wild card team if they don't come back and win the division. So three plays who? Who? What do you mean by three? Third wild card plays the number the third division winner. Cardinals. Yeah. So right now the Cardinals would play. Who'd you say was third? The Padres. Mm-hmm. So right now it'd be Cardinals. Padres. Winner plays the Mets. And Braves. Phillies. Winner plays the Dodgers. Yeah. So yeah, Dodgers getting screwed a little bit there. A little bit. Just a little bit. And if the Brave, if the Padres are at the Cardinals, all the games are at the Cardinals. Correct. Yeah. The first round, all three games are at the higher seed or the division winners' uh, ballpark. So actually, the Padres could get screwed a little if they overtake the Phillies. They'd have to play the Braves. Yes. Yes. You you would much rather be the number three wild card in the NL than the number two no, wild card. Number two wild card. Because yeah. either both of them have to go on the road. One of them is going to have to go to the Braves. One of them is going to have to go to the Cardinals. To the Cardinals. And if you're really planning it out, mm-hmm. if you're the three, you have to go to the Cardinals and then the Mets. If you're the two, you have to, or the, you have to go to the Braves and, and the then Dodgers. the Dodgers. And I'm taking Cardinals, Mets over Braves, Dodgers as my path yes. to the NLCS. Yes. I don't want to do any of those. Is there a, is there a path Jared, that this, you don't have to play any of those this teams? Is, this is going to be a uh, shock to you, but there are good teams in the playoffs. <laughs> Really? Because I'm, I'm used to watching hockey. <laughs> to win the World Series, you usually have to beat good teams. Nah, you just need good teams to screw up. Yeah, usually to you. Yeah, but they screw up, and you yeah. just sort of go, I guess I'll run to, I'll run home. So, oh, I have one question. I got to go you. first to third. Oh, he made an error. I'm going home. Did you? Were you watching the Braves-Mets game yesterday? The Dodgers match? Dod- yes, excuse me. Dodgers match yesterday? Yeah. Okay. Like fourth inning of this game or something, there was like a seven or eight minute delay because Dave Roberts was complaining about the lights being on. Oh, during God. a day game. During a day game. What was his problem? So they're on. I mean the 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 official rule or whatever is that if you're going to turn the lights on in the middle of the game, it has to be in between innings, and it has to be after the bottom of an inning before the top of an inning. That way, both teams get to bat. With the lights with the on, lights on. Okay. or, or right. whatever. Okay. And while the Dodgers were, I think there were two outs with the Dodgers batting. They put the lights on. The lights came, start, started to come on, and Dave Roberts came out complaining about it. And the funniest part was the TV broadcast would show the bank of lights, and it was just one light. It was like eight light bulbs. Like, you know, the big right. grandstand lighting it's is like flicker 50. and yeah, exactly. Exactly. It was only one row. It was like eight light bulbs that came on. And I'm like, there's no way. A janitor any... leaned on a switch. Right. I'm like, there's no way this is having any impact on the game whatsoever. Yeah. But Dave Roberts is stopping the game, delaying the game because, uh oh, that one row of lights came on. Dave overthinking <laughs> the room. The best part was the Dodgers announcers were like, well, Kershaw's been waiting in the dugout for like 30 minutes now. <laughs> 